Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Right, I'm doing my little intro, obviously. Yeah, do it. So, dear listener, um, uh, um, Paul Tonkinson is indisposed. Um, he's got a terrible cold, and uh, and uh, I was uh, I was desperate. I was thinking, what dear uh, running old friend of mine will possibly meet me at this late notice for a run <laughs> in London, North London, particularly as it's raining. And uh, I give you Natalie Hines. Hello, hello. It is absolutely hoofing it down. I'm not even regretting I said yes yet. No, it's, it's, well, the thing is, I cycled here and it's lovely weather for running. Yes, yeah, probably for horrid for cycling. Cycling, not so much. Not dissing yeah. the whole cycling experience. It's just. It feels yeah, more glad. dangerous, though, when Definitely. there's so much water and people Particularly drive so aggressively. If people do, and they drive more aggressively in the road. I think that's right. It's kind of crazy, but it's definitely true. Anyway, how are you? And thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Though I'm sorry that Paul is ill. I'm sad for this. Yeah. And I am well, I'm a little insane because um, I'm a couple of weeks out of recording the new series of my radio show. Yes. So I'm writing them slash, slash researching them. Yep. And because I'm not performing as much, felt like, although now sort of gradually acquired the date, um, as much as pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, I'll do like a warm-up or two. Yeah. I'll preview because I wanted to do um, back in series five, which is the last one we did with an audience. Yep. Um, so so what three years series ago. Series seven. This is eight. We did eight. two in my living room, or well, actually, we did series six in my cupboard. Right. And with series the, seven under a blanket as well. Yeah. You see, if you don't do recording. You don't know the crazy things that happened in lockdown. There was a lot of people oh, covered in blankets. It's true. And we were due to record it right at the very start of, of lockdown. And not unreasonably, the BBC's entire supply of microphones <laughs> had gone to journalists, actual people who needed to report the news. Yeah, right. And so, Series 6 was recorded on my phone. Um, and everyone was going, oh, you just need to do this. You just need to Dude, I live over train tracks. This is all we've got. <laughs> this is literally the only bit of my flat that's quiet. Yep. 
So by series seven, I had a microphone, no one's allowed to walk up and down, but we were still locked down. Um, so yeah, this is the first one back. Um, and I thought, back in series That's five. That's uh, Hand stands up for the classics, by the way. Oh yeah, on Radio 4, and yeah. also as a podcast. Um, I thought, back in five, I would do the Iliad, which is a 24-book epic poem. The Iliad? Don't be silly, Ed. <laughs> well, yes, you see, you say this, and perhaps you should have said it before, I thought. This will be fun and great. Uh, because yeah, it was right, incredibly, incredibly stupid joke might have actually it could have turned me, Yeah, could have turned me to sanity. Um, and I did it, and it was brilliant. Um, insofar as I had a lovely time, rather than in terms of its quality. Yeah. That I'm not you know, well, claiming sure anything on. Um, but people asked then if I would do the other big Homeric poem, The Odyssey. Yeah. And I said, yeah, give me a couple of series to recover, eh? Um, and then, of course, I've had two series to recover. So I felt like I should do it this time. Yep. Um, but yeah, distilling 24 books of poetry into a version I can remember and perform yes. in 27 and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, and actually the, sorry, this is such a nerd story. No, it's good. Um, but the thing that's most difficult about it is that it is made for broadcasting, not in fact directly as a podcast because it gives me a really limited time window. Yeah, right. So when I recorded the Iliad um, in 2019 in front of a live audience, I had to bring it in not shorter than 27 minutes 15 <laughs> and not longer than 27.45. Which <laughs> yeah, is it sounds a little bit like landing in a plane in the store. Yeah. <laughs> and so this one will be, I'm sure, similarly difficult, except yeah. that I've practised less often. So, yeah. you know, I've learned nothing. My feeling is that you'll be just about ready to do it and it will seem pretty... I went the wrong way then, didn't I? That's right. I just, uh, I'm just blindly taking you on my regular I don't run. know what this wonder white flower is. But with the cyanosis behind it and then that it's yellowy gorgeous, tree. Isn't it? It's all a bit tasty, isn't it? Get the yeah. picture. Sorry to. And stop. these trees here are beautiful at every season. They're pink blossoms. Oh, yeah, that, that whole chestnut tree. It's incredible when the, the leaves go. It's so beautiful. Let's have a, I'll get a close up of that. No, do it. Too diddy. Let's get a picture of us in front of it. Yeah, we should totally get that. Here we go. Spinning it. You can also see the necessary gear due to the weather. You look nice. I look, this is a lot like Pretty a condom. Lovely. It's not like a condom. Yeah, come on, it's a bit like a condom. I've had sex with more men than you, and no, it isn't. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone, to lower the tone from Homeric Greek to the number of condomed men I've seen in my life. That's, the magic, that's the magic of running commentary. Yes, you can it go is. from the, the Odyssey to condom in basically one move. Um, but yeah, my, that, that kind of was rather more fun than the great joke I was going to do, which is that your Odyssey programme would be absolutely perfect and good to go, but then... Just when it was about to be in the can, you, you, someone you would act, open a bag of winds and you've been active for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I'll be pushed back all the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what's going to happen. impressive the way I could get all my Odyssey knowledge yeah, into 15 like seconds on the, on the no, dot. No, I feel like if I pushed you, you would also have the original poke in the eye of the sharp stick, yep. which is, of course, from book nine of the Odyssey. Yeah. Um, see, I know a book. Yay! <laughs> so... Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Is well, that's brilliant. Trying so you're to distill a massive up. poem, and then there are three other shows which I have to also not forget about. But it will be um, obviously you're in the absolute maelstrom of sorting it out. But it will be nice to do it in front of an audience again. Oh my it? god, I can't wait. I mean, I know that you felt the same way, but the first time I went, I went on stage once in 2020 um, after March, um, and that was October in a big socially distanced theatre 
Yeah. And I knew then I had obviously not been on stage for six months. I didn't know that it would be another six months before I would get on stage again. But I could just kind of feel it. Yeah. And just walking out on stage to applause, I burst into tears. I mean, it was just pathetic. Yeah. I'm normally so robust, you know. Well, not <laughs> off camera, to be fair. But in front of an audience, I'm normally quite robust. Yeah. And it was just so emotional. Yeah. Um, it's, so, when yeah, it comes it's down, be... it's, well, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, in, uh, in it's theory and practice, you know how much you missed it and how important it is. But you still can't possibly know what that gear shift is going to feel like until you experience it yeah so because I think it's, it's going to be a motion yeah. as the young people say yeah totes um, <laughs> so yeah I'm, I need to make sure I've kind of I'm doing the Odyssey at the second recording so the first one will be Roman things yep and the second one will be Greek things um, so hopefully I'll be a bit more emotionally in control by the time we do the, different, the most difficult one yeah and it, luckily the uh the stories themselves are quite dry. There's no kind of passion in the uh, classics themselves. It's all pretty uh, spreadsheet stuff, isn't it? I know. I'm trying to work out for the first recording how to do the story of the loss of Pompeii without making a prawn cry. It's like, I know this show doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't go out in a comedy slot. Um, but I will feel a bit bad if I just... But everyone, I mean... You know, it is a disaster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is really sad. And on the other hand, it's an interesting challenge as a writer to tell it funny, or at least a bit funny, isn't it? I'm going to give it a go. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard looking at the death toll. Sorry, this is bleak just for now. No, I understand. But I actually do want your opinion before I write the damn thing. Um, the number of people who died at Pompeii is nowhere near as many proportionately as you might think. Right. Because obviously there are warnings, earthquakes mainly. Yeah. So people, lots of people, a majority of Pompeians had escaped. Yeah. But it is still about 2,000 people probably. Yeah. They found about 1,100 places where bodies would have been. Yeah. Um, because obviously the organic material doesn't survive yep. in the same way that the hardened lava and things survive yeah um and i was thinking this really is very gloomy so please feel free to not listen or edit this out yeah okay um i was thinking i wonder what it's like to lose two thousand people like that in a day yeah and then yeah. i realized that happened to us in january last year yeah we lost 1800 people in a day yeah and i thought no wonder it felt like the world was ending yeah because although we didn't have the sort of huge volcano in the sky spewing fire everywhere and skies going black it felt so frightening because it was frightening yeah and in fact it's almost more not more frightening but harder to get a hold of yes because it didn't have that kind of natural iconography you know yeah. when you said that i thought immediately of uh, 9-11 right which of course had the disaster movie horror yeah i mean uh, in the worst yeah. way it was you know sort of Deliberately so. It was made, it was a deliberately cinematic attack. That's right. And, and it was that's, intended for spectacle. It was intended for... And that's for thousands of people in, 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 in one day. And it's such a, you know, it's a huge and terrible thing. But I think me and Paul talked about this like, like in lockdown. It's the, uh, I mean, that was the tough thing about the pandemic was getting a hold on it. Yeah. We've got no shape for the thing. We're, all, right. we're always looking for maps and plans and narratives. And here was something something so sinister or something so insidious you know yeah but also with with the power as you say to be 
just as devastating in, in an instant. It's really raining hard. It's absolutely <laughs> chucking it down. <laughs> Even the, oh, look, the widget is like, yeah, don't be stupid. It's just gone underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, the, so I the, can't even watch this. All the fowl are going, wait a minute, it's supposed to be less wet up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for coming out. I do think this is the, um, this is the spot for rain like this. I remember I was first getting into running and I picked up new headphones from John Lewis on a long training run and I thought I'd run home and I got to exactly here and the weather was exactly like this oh. and I was thinking oh my goodness but you know yeah. kind of loving it we're going to carry on loving it because it's our only option really yeah I mean this is the furthest point of the park from my house now right so, so I have no alternative <laughs> I can either walk home or I can run home yeah, and running yeah. is quicker yeah so yeah you can tell I've said that to myself many times <laughs> before now absolutely no, I had that actually. Oh my God, that's uh, that was. Uh, I had a good look at that half pigeon. <laughs> oh <God>. um, <laughs> I had a similar experience at this uh, latest at the Brian Marathon. It's like, well, I feel terrible, but the best way to get to the end of this is going to be to run there. Yeah. And that's a shame in a way. Yes, because it would be preferable to be able to just lie down here and die. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> it's not an option. Yeah, you've got children; they expect you home. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Because, yeah, it looked like it was going to clear up. That was wrong. It didn't, didn't no, clear it up. No, it didn't clear up. I always think this, though. Anyone who is related to me will tell you this. I 100% believe that it's just passing. Yeah. And I won't need an umbrella. It'll all be fine. Yeah. Just give it 10 minutes. <laughs> Might as well go now. We'll dry as soon as it stops. And then, yeah, yeah, this is what happens. And then when you do give up, that's when it stops. Yeah. It's like giving up on a long walk in the Lake District. And then you get in the pub at lunchtime and see the sun over yeah. the hills in the afternoon and feel, if not guilty, then equivocal. Yeah. Yes. So, well, that is, well, that's going to be great. And when will that series be out? That series will be out from the middle of August, I think, or the 23rd, maybe, of August. Yeah. We've just had to change the date and bring it forward. So, but I'm going to preview it, or at least try and preview the Odyssey on Sunday. What day is it now? So I'm four days away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's so much in my head. Yeah. Is that though we don't record for another couple of weeks. It's like, it's the next thing. I don't, you, you know how that goes. See, this is, you're the person, if anyone, to talk to about this. If you know the Odyssey from like, I don't know, primary school and children's books. Yes. When you sit down to actually read a translation of it, I found... I never realised it was going to be about Telemachus to such a great extent. I mean, the first whole four books yeah. are about him. Odysseus yeah. doesn't appear until well over 100 lines into book five. Yeah. Um, point in the first. Um, point in the second. It's always thought of as the great journey narrative. Yeah. Um, although, of course, specifically, it means a journey home. Yeah. Um, and Odyssey isn't an outbound journey. It's your journey back. Yeah, right. But That's of the important. entire 24 books of the Odyssey, the journeying bit is four books. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, Odysseus spends seven years, of the 10 years it takes him to get back from Troy, he spends seven years shacked up with a nymph called Calypso. Yep. He spends another year shacked up with a sorceress called Circe. So of his 10-year Odyssey, fully eight of them are spent horizontal. Um, <laughs> and incredibly, 
he gets back to Ithaca, the place he's trying to get home to, in book 13 of 24. Yeah. So nearly half the poem. It's like, dude, you're back. <laughs> um, but I'm going to find a way of making that fun and cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I tried to in the uh, musical I wrote, which was called uh, Source, uh, Cersei the Saucy Sorceress, but that never, <laughs> that never played. <laughs> We're all disappointed. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, last uh, crass um, Homer ref, I just thinking about it made me think of, uh, you remember the film Troy? I do, yes. <laughs> remember, um, Sean Bean was... Uh, Odysseus. Odysseus. Yeah. And one of his men was John Bean in a, in a perm, by the way, oh. with a kind of a bus desk, curly perm. And one of his guys was fashioning a little horse from wood. That's right. <laughs> and Sean Bean He's said... He's whittling. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. That's great. I really enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> I mean, the people around me at the cinema couldn't quite understand... Just, I really didn't need to see the rest of the film after Sean Bean had said, oh, that's good. It's great. You don't. Job done. So, at that point. Talking of uh, the journey home. Yes. I was thinking on the way up to meet you about that, enjoying uh, cycling less than running, and then kind of apologising in my head to it. It's eased off, it's eased off. A in my head to the uh, cyclists of the world who love it. Yes. I just thought it, it isn't about the activity it is about me you know until I got into running I would I never enjoyed the journey and I've spent my whole life traveling yes but it's always got to get someone to do the thing you know oh that's interesting and running and, and music originally and then society with a small s um enabled me to to be here now you know to be in this moment and I, don't, I didn't have that in the first half of my life so uh, and they say nirvana is the journey Right. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because often the journey can be a, a big pain. Yeah. You were on a train today. How was that? <laughs> uh, it was colourful in its content, let's say. <laughs> Insofar as um, a young woman was having quite a, um, I'm going to say explicit conversation <laughs> with a young man on speakerphone um, in which she berated a further man um, for having broken up with her and then followed her on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I, I was trying really hard not to obviously either stare or laugh because the whole thing just made me feel about 100 years old. Yeah, it sounds like a very 2022 conversation. I mean, so much. <laughs> it's like, I was really glad she was explaining it to the guy. The, the fact that he'd chosen to follow her when her settings weren't private meant not just that he was watching her, I guess, but that he wanted her to know that he was, yeah. while simultaneously telling his sister that he didn't want to ever hear from her. I was like, this is so now, isn't it? Isn't this <laughs> yeah, contemporary? Yeah. Aren't young people marvellous? They're watching watchers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's crazy. And also, you know, cut to the chase. None of this 12 books before you get to the bit. Otherwise, you wouldn't have heard that stuff. That is true. You'd have been on a boat in the Aegean Sea for a... I don't think the analogy works, really. I'm going to just give up on it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, yeah, no, I still love travel, um, mostly. But there's definitely times... I mean, I missed it a lot for as long as we all had to. Um, so I was really glad to get back out on the road. I missed performing, but I did also miss, you know, different skylines. I didn't miss all the admin. Yeah. Um, it felt like you were being sort of punished for trying to get back to normality. Um, even though, of course, that's not the case. No. But um, it was like, okay, I have to fill in a form. I remember coming back from a gig in the Netherlands last year and just had an absolutely horrific migraine um, then I was still really fragile and I got to the airport and they sort of texted you in the middle of the night to say you have to go you can't online check in you have to check in in reality so by far the most dangerous part of the entire journey yeah. was being in this massively crowded departures hall when you could have just done it online so that they could ask you if you had any symptoms of COVID. It's right. Like, well, I definitely didn't before I came in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have now! And then you got sent to a gate that wasn't your gate, where you got interrogated by another man who was really nice. Everyone was really nice, I should say, in this process. Um, even I was trying pretty hard, and I was in quite a lot of pain. Um, and uh, we'd all got masks on. And so it must have been quite hard to read people's expressions. But you know I've got eyes like dinner plates and no poker face at all. Yeah. And so he asked me questions. And then he looked at me really hard and said, are you all right? And I said, not really. Um, I've got a really bad migraine. And this is like a terrible quiz show. I feel like if I answer a question wrong, I'm not allowed to go home. Yeah. And he said, I promise you it will be all right. Oh. And he was so sweet. And so, frankly, Dutch in the moment. Yeah, yeah. My family's Belgian, so I feel very connected with the Dutch, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I just started to cry. It was so lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all a bit difficult. But I have a lot more travel to come um, later this year. So I guess I'm hoping it gets a little bit easier. Yeah, I think uh, as uh, things get back to whatever normal is now, the, the advantage, I think, maybe is that everything is a bit more individually and in, in the wider scheme of things, everything's a bit more directional. Uh, people tend to have a plan, you know, and uh, 
in every context, there are people who are dealing with people, people who are going to places, people who are going to do things. They think, I'll go there and I'll do this. Yeah. Which seems simple, but I feel like up until 2018, it was more kind of, oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, I, in, a, in a way, the thing that I regret losing the most, although we all lost plenty, and a lot of people lost more than I did, but I miss that sense of ease. You know, yep. where you could just, where you could give no thought at all to the sort of what I would consider to be the boring bit of my life, the admin, essentially. Yeah. But you could just, you know, live it. Yeah. And that was a sort of minor inconvenience. And then it's like, oh no, now you have to give it your undivided attention. Yeah, it's become the, not just something you have to do, but the most important bit. Yeah. I just got distracted by this avenue of those deep pink horse chestnuts you were talking about. Aren't they lovely. great? And it has, I'm really badly putting a kibosh on this, but it has entirely stopped raining. Well, but we earned something <laughs> by Thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My ears are not holding up this microphone very successfully. Ah, is it I'm taking the moment to reset. It's because my head is miniature. And if I'll take the moment to say, this uh, episode sounds weird, it's because the microphones don't really like the rain. So well. this is all. Tonkinson called it really with the uh, with the uh, but it is with his so-called injury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's apparently he's not well. Oh, yeah. I hope you can hear my in- inverted commas there. I most certainly uh, can. Sorry, Paul. Do get well soon. Do, do get well. Um, uh, I was going to say, oh, damn it, I've forgotten. But it, coming back to running in the pouring rain, it, there's it's just something wonderful about the way it points up the ridiculousness, isn't it? It's like um, I love it when you go to the park on your own in the pouring rain. Me too. And, and it's the odd other runner and, and dog walker. Yeah. And everyone it's else. It's like, hi. Yeah, so this <laughs> yeah is me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the look I exchanged to the guy on Arthur's seat in Edinburgh once as we both w- up went past each other in opposite directions in the deluge. Uh, you know, the look in his eye could be translated into words as idiots. Yeah. But in a nice way. Yeah. I always like the moment with dog walkers when they're like, I have to do this because my dog doesn't understand about weather. But you chose this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, you sure? I never thought that before. The runners have the edge on sheer ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. We're fully the self-harmingest. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of going out in chronic weather. Yeah. <sighs> dog walkers are honestly just trying to look after an animal that needs to be outside. I yeah. guess we are the animal that needs to be outside, hey? Yeah. Nice. I like that. If I had the technology, I'd put that in a little sound clip and advertise this episode I with that. I just don't know how to do that <laughs> I don't either. know how to do yeah, that. Yeah, I've got nothing. That's the kind of thing I can't help you. So, um, and how, you obviously, we're running now, and obviously you're also committed to regular running, uh, uh, as I can yeah. tell by you coming out to run with me in the point <laughs> even though yeah. you just got off a train. How's your running game in the wider scheme of things? It's going okay, actually. I've been really enjoying it this year. I've had a couple of years of being very slow. And it being very difficult. Um, and then the last three months or so, my semi-constant headaches seem to have eased off. Um, and it's just been, my strength just seems to have returned. And I was running erratically, but at all, and very slowly, through the whole period of lockdowns and everything. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and literally making no progress. Yeah, because you, know, you, you had COVID really early on, didn't I you? I did. I was an early adopter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had long COVID for almost two years. Yeah. Um, and so, so like I was you say, you had the combination of staying with 
exercise wherever possible. Yeah. But also watching it not make you feel any better for a ridiculously long time. Yeah, and just being incredibly painful. Um, you know, there are more times, well, you know this because I saw you in this time. Yeah. There were times when I would just have to stop in the park after like a mile. And downhill felt like uphill. You know, uphill was just a write-off. I had to walk those for the best part of a year. Yeah. Um, and it was so painful. And I missed so much being able to run easily. I would just stop and cry. Yeah. You know, just stand in the park in tears and ring somebody, you know, to try and feel better so I could yeah. get home again. Get out um, of the hole. And then the guys at my gym have been incredible because um, I kickbox as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's been very difficult yeah. uh, because my balance was screwed. Um, Quite funny to imagine you going, but that was fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that was <laughs> I'm going yeah. to the gym and go, whoosh, whoosh. Weird this is still fine, but no. That yeah, they the have plenty of witnesses to go, no, she, she tipped up quite often. <laughs> yeah, she just couldn't follow instructions. Yeah, so it wasn't just, uh, like, it wasn't uh, um, sort of uh, just uh, sort of strength and breathing. It was also... Uh, my um, breathing was okay, but was I had no muscle strength. And yeah, my balance went. Um, and I'd be going to the gym and I'd have to climb upstairs to get there. And, you know, two times a week for like a year and a half, you know, apart from the bits where they were locked up. Um, I'd be like, God, I'm broken on the stairs. Yeah. Do you know yeah. What I, mean? I can't even get up the stairs without feeling like crying. How yeah. am I going to get through an hour long class? And I remember my dad saying to me, don't you think it would be better to rest mm-hmm. um, and sort of allow yourself to get well? And saying to him rather hotly and undeservedly uh, in his case <laughs> that... I, I, I wouldn't accept that I wasn't going to get better. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, when I did, I, I wasn't also going to have lost all my muscles. Yeah. It's like, it's bad enough that I feel like this, but I am, I am not starting again. Yeah, you just wouldn't I have it. I am just not. And so I ran and kickboxed really badly, embarrassingly so, <laughs> for a year and a half. But it's funny, isn't it? Because also the way you express it, it doesn't really sound like a positive at all. But it obviously, <laughs> it's the right thing and, it, and it, it, it helped. You know, it was helping you even psychologically. Well, probably Yeah, I just couldn't stay in. I, I really am an outdoor creature. Yeah. Um, I would have just been so miserable. Um, and so even when it was terrible and I was crying in the park, it's like, had I stayed at home for that period of time, not running, the misery would have been greater. Yes. Um, so now you get the reward. And I do think, I don't know, yeah, I, just, I've got I don't want to put words in your mouth, again. but whether it's uh, uh, long COVID or injury or whatever, I find that people who are knocked out with running, it's, almost, it's one of those things which yeah, it kind of, it doesn't seem to come back to people until they've they they're not look, they're, they've given up looking straight at it anymore you know what i mean you've got to have the patience to kind of live with it yeah for the long haul and then and only then do you look around and think oh wow i think it's actually changing at last year yeah i think so i mean it was the sheer unpredictability of this was what made it really hard is that you would have this sort of tiny micro progression yeah and then it's like oh okay but now i have a huge setback and I'm really sick, yeah. and it lasts a few weeks, and then I try and come back, and it's like all of that hard work didn't exist. Yeah. And that happened to me four or five times, and then the last time, I was starting to feel much better off the back of a bad headache, um, and you know, that had gone on for weeks rather than for hours or mm-hmm. days. Um, a friend of mine said, you know, what if this is it? You know, what if this is the, the last one? 
and this is all it now. And I was like, I, I know you're trying to encourage me, but I cannot think of it like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't be heartbroken again. <laughs> I just can't. It's like, please stop talking. I can't go through that trauma again. It was so miserable. I know I sound really self-pitying, and I don't mean to. But it was just so miserable yeah. having to kind of feel like, oh, all that effort was wasted. Okay. And then, you know, to, to be at a point where it feels like I do the thing... And then there is an element of improving from the last time I did the thing. Yeah. As opposed to just two solid days of constant muscle pain. And then you do it again. Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's like just every sense, single time was new. Just the sense that the graph is slightly more oh, logical. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, my absolute and huge sympathy to anyone going through long COVID or any other mysterious long-term illness because it was really really rubbish yeah and if yeah. i never feel that way again that will be just fine yeah and like you say running is running is a is a you know of course we know it's a all right heckly bird yeah i'm saying i'm giving it i don't know i i think it's a blackbird yeah <laughs> heckling you yeah i thought it's gonna be something exciting but they're so oh, lovely right. aren't they? they're beautiful it's great it's such isn't a beautiful it? song it is. It's that classic thing. I think when the rain was really come down, I felt like a fool for saying it. But that, that it's you know it's, you'd have to ask yourself how much more early May it could be, and the answer is none more. Yeah, you know, it's the true. birds singing in the late afternoon, this heavy cloud, and these trees are just they're turgid with the leaves. The leaves yeah. are like. Ugh. I have to be honest. My hay fever is a lot cheerier today than it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yeah, because all like those. <laughs> <laughs> I just should tell you this. I was in Cardiff for the I weekend, choking. and me and the other comedians, Abigail Shaman and Chris Forbes, and we all went to Parkrun. And she was joking online after, it's like, oh yeah, that's what you know, it's the, that's what comedians have always done, isn't it? <laughs> Do the weekend gigs and turn up at nine o'clock for a yeah, park. Yeah, that does sound like the days of comedy I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's very right. But so we all did that, and it was so beautiful. It was ridiculous by the Butte Park by the Taff. And uh, it was crazy. You know, the sky was cloudless and uh, jewel blue. And, uh, and the trees were like this, but with that sunlight in them. And then the twinkling river, it looked like. We said it looked a little bit like the Appalachians. We thought we were going to see Burt Reynolds come nice. down. Nice, yeah. Which is a nice. You so know. not just the Appalachians, but the Appalachians of the past. Yeah. <laughs> and a sense of, uh, you know, a entirely positive reference there. Yeah. And uh, but <laughs> we were also walking through these trees and there were these twinkling like moats, fairy-like Dots of light as the trees shed their kind of uh, fluffy white flowers. And yeah. It's like a kind Achoo. of. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, so we won't be able to breathe for the rest of the day. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> and my yeah. left eye just was like twitching like Herbert Lom in the Pink Panther films for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. But it was worth it. I know, I know. I walked through the park, I don't know, about two weeks ago, and the tree pollen was just coming up. And it was a really windy day. And there's <laughs> just a moment as I was coming around a corner where there's a little kind of wind tunnel there. <laughs> It's <laughs> just this visible curtain of pollen. I was like, oh, there's no happy ending for me in this day. <laughs> it's got me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many people will have gone to the zoo today. I wouldn't have thought so. I really love being, my running route is, you know, alongside the zoo. And I love being able to see the camels and the tigers. But yeah. I would be surprised if they were doing anything other than sulking indoors today. Yeah. Um, Although it's quite, it's very... When uh, the ducks have given up. I mean, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost a sarcastic it's quantity of rain. I, I can see that coot looking us in the eyes and say, you idiots, Yeah, this is obviously a nightmare and I'm a coot. Yes, <laughs> literally trained for this. <laughs> it's smacking his forehead in a rage. Yeah. If only I had a hand as white and shiny as this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd hear. 
Yeah. But it is, would have been perfect conditions for the last scene of Whiffland Life. I'm sure you're right. Oh, you don't know of which I... I mean, I've ever seen it, but I'm afraid... I, I know I'm supposed to love it. I pouring rain, big umbrella. Um, I have of late, but wherefore? I know not. Lost all my mirth. Forgone all... He does, all, he does Hamlet's other soliloquy. It goes Hamleting. To the, uh, to the walls. Right. It's good. I just don't remember. Not a woman, neither. I was drunk. <laughs> well, that seems appropriate. I mean, it's not impossible, is it? You should never mix your drinks with them. I am... Um, uh, now... Um, uh, never mind uh, stand up for the classics. Uh, I understand that your new book's doing rather well. Oh, yeah. No, Pandora's Jar has had a very good run in America. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's your, that's, that's my your last new book, book for America. Rather yeah. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It came out here earlier, but it's only just come out in the States. It came out at the end of March. And it's been on the New York Times bestseller list for five weeks, which oh, is mad. That's huge. So, yeah, my next book comes that's out a, here in that September. that is a very impressive list. <laughs> to quote yeah. another film, that's Simon Pegg in Missing Puzzle 3. Sorry, can't help myself. No, very well done. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Stone Blind, my new book, will come out here in September. Uh, but Pandora has only just come out there. So, yeah, I'm my books. Oh, look at that. Oh, heron on heron the flying. Can look I get that. it in the air? Oh. I, I saw over Cardiff, I saw one being mobbed by seagulls. Now we can see this one over London, not being mobbed. Yeah, that's good. Got it over the cricket side screens. Good one. Looks like it's got a bad leg. Maybe, Maybe it's just flying cash. Yeah, just cool. Just, yeah, I like to dangle that one. Yeah. yeah. That's my way. Um, uh, Predictably, no sign of the tiger, which is indoors. Yeah. It's no fool he. Is, uh, is the Snowden Avery completely gone now? Um, I think it's being re... Um, filled, isn't it? The birds are going out of it and the monkeys are going in. Yeah, yeah, it's I being believe. repurposed, but I'm not sure yeah. it's uh, invisible as it, as it once was. Yeah, I think that might be right, but I haven't run around that way the last few weeks, so um, yeah, no, I don't know. But yeah, well, well done for this. Uh, you're going to go to New York and soak up the adulation? No, I would really like to, but no one's asked me to, so no, no I haven't. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll get to go with Stone Blind when that comes out yeah. there next year. So when does year. that come out there? It comes out here in September. Here in September, in there in February. Excellent. And um, yeah, I suppose if it's coming out here in September at least, I'm, I'm assuming, perhaps foolishly, that from here at the moment you don't have to do anything about it. It's, it's good to go. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's all done. Um, I mean, I'm writing the radio series, and to do that I'm taking a break from writing the book after this one. Right, I mean, right. that, it's like that, but that's okay. Yeah. I do really like the ancient world, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty lucky. So you're happy to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying not to get really behind because I had to write the second half of Pandora in the most tremendous rush. So it would be good never to do that again. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, lesson learned. Or yeah. Rather, well, lesson let's not go that offered, far. Um, lesson uh, hopefully uh, acted yeah. upon in future. Yeah. But you're living the dream. I mean, I don't know Am how I? it feels to you, but we've <laughs> talked quite often, me and Paul, about you know the, the the way you grow up. You kind of want to be a writer and a runner. Yeah, you know, I run on the right. You know, it'd be nice. To, it's nice to be able to put those things together. It's really nice. Yeah, I was the the badness of the running during the writing of the last book made it feel like I wasn't a runner. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's starting to feel. Like a not impossible dream to get back to being able to run a half marathon or yeah. something. You haven't so got any in the in the side. I haven't because I'm touring in point. the autumn a lot because of Stoneblind coming out here. Yeah. So you're touring all so around the UK, international. Yes, uh, everywhere. Um, right. So I think it would just be really. I mean, generally, kind of hit and runs. You know, in and out of somewhere and back. Um, not long blocks of time. Yeah. 
Um, but it would just be diff- it would just be difficult to do long training runs with the sort of I'm such a creature of habit, you know. I'm yeah, like, I like to do, do the right, same days every places. week and yeah, yeah. everything, and I can't do that essentially until the spring. No. So, so you just keep getting stronger, keep doing the. That's the plan. Well, this um, uh, park run on uh, on uh, Saturday with the comedians, there was a guy who knows running commentary online came with his friends to the show and then came to the park run. Oh, lovely! And, yeah, it was great, and uh, I think it's the way forward. So it's raining harder again, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is. I want. I set it up for the bike ride. I didn't want to. You know, that would have been. Uh, yeah. That would have been crazy. Like Are we going to go and do some fault. super fast laps around the uh, old athletics track? I mean, we can do some slow laps around the old <laughs> athletics track. That's all I've got in me. But I'm very happy to if you'd like to. No, I think we should just we look at it. We can do some intervals if you want. Yeah, it's got a certain kind of magic. You have to do. Someone did tell me this. I asked on social media because it's a short track, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's 387 meters instead of 400. I think it's. Lane five or lane six, you have to run in to get 400 meter oh. lap. Someone did tell me. I saw a video go around which reminded me of the old, uh, you know, the bit in, I think it's the first slow motion scene in uh, uh, Chariots of Fire, where Eric Little falls and then still wins or comes second. Yeah. And uh, um, some young runner did that in a video that went around online uh, the last couple of days. It's, it's, they were sorting themselves out at the start. They're around the other side of the track on this sort of camera phone video. And they were like, oh, race is gone. Set off. It's only 200 metres. Just come around the bench. It's just yeah. like a truck coming past everyone and then winning. It was just beautiful. Yeah, that is One ridiculous. of our most important bits of advice we've been trying to share recently on the podcast is you, when you're doing a race, you've got to start. Yes, Very that's good advice. Stuff. But in this case, it turns out that's not always the case. Even if you don't start, if you then start, you can still win. You've yeah. got to have a certain amount of speed, though. Yeah, I'm never a fast runner, as you know. I'm no. a sort of steady, or I was pre-COVID, a sort of steady cart horse runner. Um, <laughs> cart horse is harsh. <laughs> um, but yeah, trip trot, trip trot. Yeah, I can kind of plod forever, but I don't have much speed. That's one of the reasons I started kickboxing, where obviously sprinting is crucial. I'm still terrible at it, but What's I think the it's other reason? Did you did this kickboxing anything to do with the? Rage? <laughs> Just really like being able to punch people. I don't know what that says about me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, I have quite a solitary existence, I suppose. Running and writing are two really solitary pursuits. Yeah. And then, you know, the touring side of things, because it's they're solo shows. So I don't even get to be backstage with anybody else. Yeah, I, um, I find that with touring. I mean, and I love to, I'd love to tour more, um, but um, it is, when I have been on tour, it is uh, me and you on the bridge. It is, uh, it's not as much fun as being in the old dressing room with the other people. Cause, cause it's, it's not, solitary. it's not as much fun. You lose the camaraderie. Yeah. So I thought way back when, um, it'd be really nice to just do a thing where I get to hang out with some other people. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had like a, a chunk of time of that before, obviously, they l- shut the gyms and locked everything down. Um, and by that point, I'd already got, you know, friends there. Yeah. And so we were doing classes online. It was like, it was a really good way. So, yeah, I wanted a thing where I felt like... I feel like this is a leading question, but I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm genuinely not quite remembering. Did you, uh, when you were doing uh, online uh, kickboxing, did you break yes. anything around the house? I didn't. No, my <laughs> furniture is already set against the wall because I really like space and it's not a big flat. Yeah. So I didn't, in fact. Yeah. But I did feel a little bit bad for the people who were walking past my open-windowed flat <laughs> as, you know, a sensei was bellowing 
uh, yeah, reverse punch to the body, back fist to the head, yeah, or yeah. similar. Oh, your foot uh, flies spinning out back the fist, spinning take... back fist, etc. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I imagine everyone's finding this very encouraging to go past. <laughs> I figure people heard worse. Didn't I thought they? for a minute if someone going past the window and yeah, catching a flying, you know, like a like a is it David Bowie's foot in the Dancing in the Street or is it Mick Jagger? One of them singing. Which one's, one's bendiest? The other one's foot. Yeah. Cuts that. Well, they're both pretty bendy, weren't they? Yeah. Probably Mick Jagger. If it's a, if it's a race to the bend. Yeah. If we, <laughs> which, <laughs> which twentieth century uh, um, pop legend can yeah. fold in it's half? Is bendiest. <laughs> um, so, well, we're at the bottom of Primrose Hill now. It's, it's lovely, but I don't think we have. I to mean, go we up. can't talk while going up Primrose Hill because I will be too busy crying and lying on the ground. Yeah, and it's raining still hard really again. Struggling I'm going to let hills. you. I'm going to let you go to your house. It seems like the best okay. thing to do. Let's uh, let's go under Where's this tree for a moment. It's just over there. Okay. So, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to uh, um, share with our listeners that we haven't covered? I mean, I think that's, it's been nicely, uh, uh, you know, themed really on the on the, uh, the, the the all different kinds of journeys. Yeah, journey's home. Journey's That's home. all done. Yeah, journey back to some sort of health. Yeah, the journey back to whatever the, the hell it is. Journey, you want to journey back, back to, to London to. today for me. Journey back to a degree of normality, although I realise we're a, a long way off it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, have fun. The good luck with the uh, you know the stuff you told us about. I think Thank that that, that uh, Odyssey in particular is going to come in twenty-seven minutes and eight seconds. I really hope so. No, wait. 23 Eighteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last time I came in at twenty-seven forty. Four and a half. I mean, it was right on the wire, um, and uh, I collapsed my knees. Yeah, good. On completing it, and then. Yeah, one second. Oh, sorry, it's wet and it's in my pocket. Half five. Bang on. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. You felt well. You're not falling to your knees now, though. No, no, but yeah, no. That was quite. It was quite. It was physically quite stressful, even relative to a half marathon. I remember saying at the time, this is the most physically stressful, most physically demanding thing I've ever done. Just trying to hold this whole thing together in my head. Yeah. Um, and really then the letting it go is bad, isn't it? The come down must be. Um, well, you literally came down. I, did, I mean, I, I had to go back on tour the next day. I was I can't remember where I was, Ilkley or somewhere, um, for a couple of nights. And then I was so, I was fine, I was fine, I was fine, I was fine. And then I got home and I threw up every two hours for a day. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm not fine. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like after a home. And it, it's like we're saying, if we're talking about various homecomings, it's amazing how eventually coming home to your real home can make you let quite a lot out. Yeah. Sometimes literally. It was a very purgative experience. Yeah, I would say. So, yeah, my goal this time is to get it right, come in on time, and not vom everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Get it right, do it to time, stay on your feet, don't puke. Yeah, no vomiting. Sold. Yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> take that with you. We'll laminate this. You can okay. take it on stage. <laughs> Running hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 